1: Release prophetic words and examine scripture, which will cause your faith in Jesus Christ to grow.
0: Thanks again for joining our conversation.
1: Welcome to the Faith Works Podcast.
0: Hey, and welcome to our podcast. Lisa and I are honored to have Pastor Stovall Weems with us today. Stovall and his wife, Carrie, founded Celebration Church in 1998 in Jacksonville, Florida. Since then, Celebration has grown to include local, regional, and international church locations. Stovall is an author, and he's written several different books. Stovall is the author of Awakening, A New Approach to Faith, Fasting and Spiritual Freedom, and The God-First Life. In 2018, he experienced a powerful supernatural encounter with the Lord that has changed his ministry forever, and he's here to share with us about that today. We just want to thank you for tuning in today. We're continuing our discussion with Stovall Wings. He's pastor of Celebration Church in Jacksonville, Florida. Two years ago, he had an encounter when Paul Wilbur was with him on Passover, and he's continuing to explain what God has Shown him during this Passover meal, and where he had this particular encounter. You'll hear him struggle for words. He, he at times is at a loss for words to describe what he saw in this heavenly vision. And when he was with Jesus, we want to welcome you to the Faith Works Podcast.
2: Yeah, it's great to be with you, Ken and Lisa. And I just want to thank everyone for having me with Jesus. I have the the bread. I have bread in my Hand, um, and so I'm assuming pulse. I, I had bread, but I was I was in the heavenlies, and remember, it felt like which this it. it there's a whole nother definite. Do this in remembrance of me up up there or in the heavenly realm. That remembrance is a complete visceral reenactment reliving of the, the the last supper and then it was it was like just it was it felt like me and Jesus even though we were we were in that setting and i knew what Je- what Jesus was doing he was waiting he was He was asking. He was waiting, and he 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 was asking me if he could go die for my sins. Now I know him. I know he's all up. That's not. No, he's already done that. Just this is the encounter. Okay? okay, it's like you're back. And he was asking me if if he. But the thing was, he was he, he was. Waiting. Like he, he was gonna wait until I, until I made a decision. Wow. But he was gonna, can I go die for your sins? Like he was ready to do that for me. This work is where it gets real. You, you come out of the weed. He said, Boy, this is pers- this personal, doesn't describe. I haven't talked about this. In a while. I, I knew this was, he was asking me if he could go die for my sins. But in return, I was, I was all in. I was, I, I mean, I'm, It's to the death. It's to the, it's, it's, it's a loyalty beyond loyalty. It's, it's the deepest. That's why I'm saying, covenant. This is, this was the, he would die if he could, he would die for my sins in return. I'm, I'm into the death to help, to help him and help the family. To help to help bring the fathers bring the father's kids back to the table. Cause there's so many kids that are not at the table. So it was just this it's just the it's the all in to the to the death. It's his family to the death. It's, it's it is mission in the deepest. When I tell you when I tell you that, when you just get a glimpse of the Father's heart and how much our relationship with the Lord, it is a partnership. If we don't come into oneness, if we don't adopt his ways, if we it's 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 it, He is He's commissioned us he's given us the authority there's not going to be some sovereign thing in every it is in the father's heart how is his his table is not he wants all his kids back at the table and so I knew if I took that bread that was the that was it and that the lord would live his life through me and that we would do every everything we could to get the father's kids, there's other brothers and sisters, we gotta get the family back together because it breaks the father's heart. Be like, you know, if you had a big family and you were a special meal, but you know, there were, as a parent, you know, I think, you know, if you had kids and they weren't coming to your meal, to your holiday, and it's because they thought maybe you didn't love them, or it's because they thought another brother had maybe told them that they weren't as valuable, or another sort of, it's like the father feels, it's pain. I don't know how to The feeling is when you're, it's just like, we just got to do everything we can to get the kids back to the table, because it's like, I don't want to say it's killing him, but the 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 pain, the the house isn't full. Things are not right. They're not. They're not right. And we 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 can't keep going on and doing our own thing. We've got to get his kids back at the table, and that means that we don't leave the Jew behind. The, the the we 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 don't leave it, the the oppressed, the weak behind. We, you know we we have to think about the table. The table is not people that look like us and believe like us, and are and it's it's all of us. We have to humble ourselves. Here's what here's what I've found out from this. All all the all the humbling that I've had to do in things that since the encounter where I saw that I was, uh I was, there were a lot of things I was being a ruler in instead of a steward. So we'll get to rule with the Lord. If we're, if we are faithful stewards in this life. Um, But in this life, we are not stewards. I mean, in this life, we are not rulers. We are stewards. And so, but if we steward, well, if we're, if we're faithful, then we can rule in the next life. And also there's no destiny in this life. Zero. Our destiny is the age to come. Right. We, have assi- we have assignments in this life. We do have assignments. We have tremendous purpose. We have assignments. But our destiny is the age to, to come. And... uh so anyway, you know, I, I knew if I ate the bread that, that was that was it, and so you know, I ate the bread and And so you know I've been <clears throat> trying to walk that out, humble myself, and seek understanding ever since. And the things that the Lord's taught me is humility, interdependence. You know, who kingdom authority has to do not with number. You, if you have numbers, that's corporate authority. That's not kingdom authority. Kingdom authority has to do with obedience, especially in the area of what is less visible. Oh, wow. So when Jesus said, when Jesus said, you know, when the disciples were arguing, and they, were, they were saying, you know, who's going to be the greatest? In other words, when the Lord leaves, who's going to be in charge, you know? And Jesus said, you know, y'all know the scripture, you know, it's, it's not like that in the kingdom. You're you're thinking of worldly hierarchy that some benefit at the top and they're the experts, but it's at the expense of others. And it makes them feel less valuable, less equal. And the Lord said, you know, even the son of man came not, um, to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. If you really unpack that, of, of course, with the Hebraic framework, what Jesus I always thought was like, okay, let's serve, you know, bring people, you know, serve, serve at church, serve on missions. And it, it d- definitely includes that. But really the picture that it gives there is whoever wants to be the greatest must become less visible. Must become the least visible. And so you think about Jesus, he humbled himself. Follow me to death on the cross, literally went into a tomb where he was literally invisible. Wow. And because he did that, and then to the depths of the of the of the earth, the kingdom authority. Humbling connection. Yes. Then he got all the uh, authority. So, for a pastor, someone like me, who I guess in America, you'd say, you know, I mean, our church was doing great before the encounter. Like it was, you know, it, by, by American success, not kingdom success, you know, it's several thousand, several campuses, you know, still is, you know, it, it would, it would, But that has nothing to do with kingdom success or kingdom authority. So as a pastor that has been given privilege, like myself, that has been, I have a lot of platforms, it's not like I go hide somewhere, but I look for every single opportunity to bring people in front of me around me and in promoting them i can i can become less visible and in truly treating with equality that 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 is a a, a big I, i'm talking like so there's just a, you know that's another conversation and uh you know but it's we just really need to make sure that we're not only talking to the people and friends that can help us in some way, or that we want to be seen with in some way. My concern is because I was doing it. I'm the worst of the sinners. I'm, I'm like I'm saying this is, and it's what I knew. It's not a. It's not this. Oh, we're doing all these wrong things. I'm. I'm. I'm just trying to say so much that we celebrate is visible, and so we've fallen into a deception that. If it's not visible, it's not kingdom. Yeah. We have to promote, if we do a good deed, we better get it out on Instagram. Jesus says, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Well, don't we have to have, you know, perception and, you know, what's the public or whatever. The world does that. We don't need to do that. If we're we're caring for our congregations and they're involved, they're going to know all the good works works that we're doing why do we why do we put big pictures of stadiums or or big services it's what i used to do we put this big picture i show all these people and 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 let's celebrate that because that's what's visible so but right right now gosh we have over just in jacksonville over 7000 homes every friday brothers and sisters praying for one another taking communion reading scripture praying for the church asking the like 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 there's 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 7000 people every night i'm sorry every friday night praying but i i can't promote that so, uh,
1: that's coming from, and that's one of the changes that's taken place since your encounter. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's what I wanted to to talk about is how has that changed, not just you, but the way you pastor in your church.
2: Oh, it it was it's changed everything. It's just, you know it was I mean the encounter, it was completely disruptive. In the best kind of way, but it was, it was, it was very disruptive and, you know, thank God uh, my wife, Carrie, and we've got great people and we've got great, um, elder, uh, mature people like, like Lonnie and Paul. And, and we, you know, we, we sought a lot of scholarship, you know, with, um, the Bible project, great, great. Thank great group. Thank God for the Bible Project, Uh, Dr. Michael Heiser. You know, a lot of the uh, Messianic Hebrew scholars. um, We just sought a lot of clarity. But, you know, if you read down on Hebrews 12, um, you know, it talks about if you hear his voice from heaven, you know... If you hear his voice from heaven, but you know you don't follow through, you know it doesn't it doesn't end well. You know I'm 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 very grateful because I feel like I have enough clarity, missionally from the encounter, to really start to follow through on what the Lord showed me.
1: What does that look like as far as your pastoring? Because I understand you've got people focusing on church in their homes.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, so break that down for me just a little bit, because that has changed the dynamics of your church.
2: Yeah. So, so, you know, just from the, from the encounter, you know, the, the Lord showed me that there's shakings, shakings are going to come. The, the kingdom is coming. And so we just felt about 18 months ago that, okay, we need to prepare the church the home the value of the home because when you're with the lord it's family like it that feels like a home that's it feels like a home it feels like a house it's like god's house it's like the house of yahweh it's like that's what you feel even though it's a where i was it was like this garden mountain thing and uh so, the focus on the home, so it was a you know return to Jesus as our first love, a return to honoring his name, a return to family that and that of course includes the home and uh, and then a return to Jesus as our Sabbath rest, really demonstrating that he's the Lord of the Sabbath, you know, so we started eighteen months ago, our leadership structure our 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 uh you know our foundations everything to go to where if we can't meet in large buildings we wouldn't miss a beat so hold on just
1: a second 18 months ago you're starting to prepare in case you can't meet in large buildings yes not knowing that there's going to be a pandemic but just
2: right yeah we had no idea of course yeah it was 18 months ago and so, you know, Lonnie could tell you there were several times when I was explaining why we were changing these things, going to this uh, deacon's type of uh, leadership structure. You know, that's another thing, you know, as is, is we could talk about another time, but it's it's recovering the language of Scripture. You know, there's the, like covenant. I mean, that's such a sacred, sacred word. Yes. But Oh, that sounds weird. Well, that's not relevant. Well, you know, there was this church down the street, and they did weird things, and they had the word "covenant" in their main. so let's, okay, so let's just throw that word out and let's talk about, you know, being on a team, like a baseball team or a soccer team. So one of the things that the, that was deep in that encounter is recovering what I would call sacred language. Wow. And so if you notice now, and of course, because what does the enemy do? So, you know, we're we're restoring order with the Lord. Well, he's chaos. So he's all about disorder. He's all about chaos. So what he loves to do is if he can hijack language, if he can somehow get enough cult, worldly culture in the church where we start leaving sacred language, right? Yeah. And use these corporate words like you know team and this and that well then what he's going to do is and i'll tell you every time what he's going to do is okay so let's stop using this word covenant let's use you know be on our team or whatever then i can promise you that term covenant will resurface in the world and it'll be hijacked and so if you, if you look, probably still even, even uh, if you look out there, there's all kind of Hollywood, secular, super popular, everything from, ball, from clubs to, to clothing lines to uh, events uh, that, that have the name Covenant, using the name Revival, using the name Redemption, using the name Sacred. Why? Because the church gave up that language to be relevant which is that exactly the plan of enemy. So now he can take that sacred language and he can d- d- hijack it over in the world. And then guess what? All of a sudden, good means evil. Evil means good. That's good. Left is right. Right right is left. Up is down. Down is up. Where It's chaos. So anyway, that, the, that structure, I would say several times in our church, you know, what would happen if in 90 days... All of a sudden, we weren't able to meet in large buildings. We don't want to set, you know, set up the Lord's church, His congregation, in in a way that we can only thrive when we have a big building. We need to be able to f- thrive above ground, underground. Having buildings without having buildings. Also, I'll say this: having internet, not, not having internet, internet that we were th- the plan that we were to su- we our goal is to kind of have all this set by January. Well, obviously, you know, the this happens with the corona and uh so okay, well, you know, we gotta kinda of put all put some of those things into hyperdrive. But what I would say now is we we have our job is to equip
1: Yeah, I mean you guys are are just moving on in this pandemic and thriving.
2: I hate to say this, I mean, it's, um, the pandemic is horrible. The deaths are horrible. It's just, you know, it's, it's, there's a lot of pain and suffering in the world 24 seven. But for my schema, I like to say this, like this world to me makes sense. Like this world to me, like, well well now now the world makes sense it makes more sense to me since my encounter before the world it it didn't connect as much with this with the schema that I saw so now. you know it makes obviously much more sense to me i don't I don't want any plague or anything like that to stay. I'm just saying the the construct that we're in right now uh, I, I think we're headed to a new era where we're going to have a new normal i think you know obviously you know we're going to get out at some point and you know all that stuff and be able to i'm looking forward to going to our large buildings again and all that but if we if we don't adjust from this first of several coming shakings you know it 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 it, it won't go well and uh but the Lord loves us. He'll be very clear. He'll be very loving. And, you know, I know that the church will adapt and thrive and will come into oneness and be the bride that the Lord deserves.
1: Amen. Amen. We've both been in our spirits. There's there's more um, shaking coming as well.
2: Yes. Yeah. I, you know, I even, I, there's, there even, even in April, like, I mean, even, um, like right now, this month, you know, there's uh, there's something here that we can't see, and I don't know what it is. I don't know how to put words to it. I don't know if it's gonna be a by. It's something that's a byproduct of, you know, the the corona stuff. You know, something economically or something in the mental health or or something else. You know. Uh, you know, mental health or domestic abuse—that just that kind of stuff—and and it's it's here, and we can't see it. Or if it's something else altogether, but there's something that's here that we can't see.
1: I I, I bear witness to that. Ken and I both felt are you like you feeling that. Yeah. What do
2: you tell me? What you feel?
1: Well, as soon as the pandemic hit, you know, and I didn't react this way to SARS and all those other things we've we've had to deal with something in my spirit just went crazy not freaked out scared but i just knew something was up in the supernatural realm beyond this was bigger than what we were seeing in the physical right and i knew that this was everybody kept saying virus virus and i kept saying and and said to my husband, we can't know there's more to it than this this is not just a virus um and I didn't felt like, we felt like God was going to use it as part of the shaking. Um, and we weren't saying, you know, God put it on us or anything like that. But that there was just so many facets of this. Uh, but the, I felt the Lord speak to me that there's going to be two more waves, that this is the first wave of three, that each one would be worse. And this was more like a um, test to see how we would respond, not by Him, but Almost like by the enemy. So what does he need to do next time to correct, you know? But in the process, I felt like that it's almost like a refining fire God is allowing. And I kept over and over in our spirit we keep hearing to press in, lean in. And personal revival. I mean, I was walking the other day and and worshiping and praying and I just started speaking in tongues. And God said, people are crying out for revival, but it must be personal first in their home. It can't just be at the church start there. It has to start at home.
2: Exactly. Exactly.
1: Yes. And and The word I heard, he said, I want my people to build me. And so when you said the altar, he said, I want them to build me an altar in their homes.
2: Yes. Amen. Amen. And you know, if you look at the, at the passage of scripture in Peter, where it talks about that we're a spiritual house, the Lord is turning our homes into his house or our personal homes into his house of prayer. It's all nations. And so there's a, a global Shema, there's a global oneness that he's doing, but I would confirm that 100%. And so that's why you know, it was as, as, as soon as things happened. You know, I saw. You know, different. Absolutely, it's a great prayer. It's a great scripture. Well-intending uh, Christian organizations. Okay, you know, Second Chronicles seven fourteen. You know, if my people like, there's there's total context for that. We we can we can pray all we want, but. The key part of that is turned from our corporate us we our yes wicked or corrupted ways so lord what what ways as a body of Christ are we copying a corrupted way of the world and not operating in your way oh so you have to seek his face for that because that's prophetic so that's what you did and what did the lord show you the lord said you know what your home your personal home. So we put too much emphasis on the visible and the big buildings, uh, that kind of thing. No, we've got to start with our home. So Steve, you're a perfect example of, so we can be out there praying all we want, God, heal our land. But if people don't know the way that God wants them to convert to, like value in your home yeah. as a house of prayer and all, all those things like that. Well, then we can pray till we're blue in the face. Like he's so, I, I love that example and I would affirm it a hundred percent.
1: One of the messages he gave us right after this happened was to uh, pressing in personally. He said a majority of Christians do not know how to worship outside of corporate worship. Yes, And he says they come in and they get the, the goosebumps and, and there's that energy that happens with corporate worship. And he told me, he said, I love that. But that's the only time they worship me. They have no idea how to worship me in their homes. How to fall on their face and cry before me and let my spirit touch them at home. And that's grieving his heart. That The only time they get in his presence is when we come together. Outside of that, you know, all week they're off on their own and then once a week they come into his presence and that grieves them.
2: I know, so so then it gets to like so now li- just listen to us with Lonnie here. So listen to us. Listen to us talk. So like, okay, wow, okay, so the Lord wants us to learn how to worship at our in our homes, come to his table, be a family, be a, a connected covenant community. So that we can thrive in any situation, plague no plague, persecution no persecution, hardship whatever. Hmm. Well, you know, you know the hadn't the Jews been doing that for like five thousand years? Huh. Maybe. Maybe that. You know. What, maybe they figured something. Something else. I- so that. That's like the. The West is still okay, let's innovate something. Let's create something. No, let's just humble ourselves. Let's go back to the ancient past, many of them pre-Israel in Genesis.
0: So we want to thank you for listening in today. This has been Ken and Lisa Henderson with our Faith Works podcast. We've been talking with Stovall Weems and of course he's concluding the vision that he had, the heavenly vision, during Passover a couple of years back and how God is moving, and he's talking about personal revival and actually setting up your house as a house church and allowing your house to become God's house. And so we're going to have one more podcast after this, and we want to invite you back because we really want you to get the gist of what he is saying. And of course, this has been a powerful, powerful time. This will be the fourth in, in a series of five podcasts on his uh, his interview. And I believe it's going to bless you. So come back and hear the conclusion. And thank you again for being part of this today. Thank you for listening to the Faith Works Podcast. If you like what you heard today, please be sure to visit us at cornerstonegm.org for books, blogs, movies, and spiritual growth.
1: You can also follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Lisa Henderson, and that's Lisa L E S A, and at Ken Henderson, or you can follow our ministries at My Salt Life Church and at Cornerstone Global M. See you next week.